Welcome to Lunch Break, a special weekly series of the Eternal Entrepreneur that gives you bite-sized pieces of wisdom on how to build a functional faith and business. Each episode unpacks a short, actionable topic you can put into practice this week. Let's get into it. Hello again. Thank you for joining us for Lunch Break. I am Pierce Brantley, co-host of the Eternal Entrepreneur, and today we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics, taking action. Being an entrepreneur that decides to decide, that doesn't wait on the sidelines, that doesn't wait to get all the data in order to make the right decision, but they make the decision. This is something that has served me really well. And it's something that I believe as Christians, we have the tendency to get things twisted. And tell me if this sounds familiar. I think there are two extremes. There is the Christian who says, I put all of the decision making on God which is a cop-out because then if it doesn't go well, well, then who do they get to blame? The Holy Spirit. And then there is the Christian who basically says, I'm going to go the way of the world and I am my own king, master of my domain, my industry, my business. I live and die by my own decisions. Then of course, if they don't go well, who do they still blame? They sometimes, they blame God. We met that person. I might have been that person. The good news is there is a kingdom-oriented perspective, a kingdom-oriented way to pursue taking action. It is a way that helps us govern and decide our decision-making processes, and it has served me very well in my business career. Now, that's not to say I haven't had any failures. I've had failures, but I've had a, a good deal a healthy measure of success in life as well. And I'm grateful for that. And I really do not owe it to my decision-making or my intellect. I owe it to the favor of God on my life. I really do. But there's a process that I follow that I wanted to talk through. So I'm going to externally process here with you all, but I think it's going to be helpful because I think we get this wrong so often. So the Bible says, dedicate all our plans to the Lord and he will make our paths straight. How many times have you sat in a church service? How many times have you been talking with your Christian friends and what happens? They say, I was going to go to this direction and well, God changed it up on me and that's what he does. The midnight hour, he changes directions. Or pastor says, hey, I had this whole sermon worked out and then this morning, I just felt like the Lord led me in a different direction. Why does that happen? so often. Why does God change our plans in the midnight hour at the point or after the point of making decisions? Isn't it odd? Have you ever thought to reflect on that? I believe the reason for that is rooted in our posture towards God himself. So if we stop there for a second and we look at the parable of the talents, so everyone's familiar with the parable of the talents, but just for clarity, what did Jesus say? He gave a master, he has a master in this story, and he gives talents to three different, basically, managers. And he gives a lot to one, a little, a medium amount to another, very little about, a little bit about amount bleh, to a third. To invest, do one does not, hides it, comes back, master gets upset with him. And we all know how that story unfolds. It's all about stewardship, right? Good story. 
there's something that I think is really important rooted in the two that did well. And it's that they did not ask what to do with the money. They took initiative and action, knowing that they were empowered by the Almighty, and they grew an investment. And that's when they got the well done, good and faithful servant. That's fascinating to me because the way we approach decision making, we get a little bit of, I want to call it a Christian superstition, Christian OCD, where we say, all right, I'm going to wait on the Lord and then I need the Lord to give me an answer. And if the Lord doesn't give me an answer, then I'm going to assume he doesn't want me to do it. Or if we take a step forward into that action and then something doesn't work out, we go, oh, I misheard the Lord or oh, the Lord shut that door, so on and so forth. Think about the lives of these investors while the masters was away. Do you think every one of their investments went well? Do you think every single decision just was like money, you know, 30% return, 100% return, 1000% return, they were investing in Bitcoin, you know what I'm saying? No, absolutely not. But they took initiative knowing that they were given agency from the Almighty, from the Master. Now, action in the world looks like being master of my own domain. I'm the king. And what happens if we can't make something work in that arena? We have two options. One is we have to fail. And the other is in the flesh, we can get very aggressive and make other people fail so that we don't look like we failed as badly or we can eventually beat them. I'm not saying there's never times for aggression in marketplace competitive stuff. There is. But we all have met that type of business tycoon, and I don't believe that's what we're called to. You can be competitive without destroying other people's lives. You can win without there being a cost that hurts other souls. So that's an aside. So what is my process for taking action? So the first thing I do as much as I can with big decisions, with seasonal decisions, as I put it before the Lord. And the Lord already knows my heart. And here's where we get into what I'd say is the shallow end of the pool going into the deep end of the pool. There's times in life, big decisions, I'm bringing them before the Lord. What would you have me do in this situation? Go left, go right. And I'd say 90, 99% of the time, he tells me. And he tells me pretty directly. Now, for the day in, day out, this is my perspective, and I think you guys will get the significance of it. If I am in kingdom ministry, if I am under the weight of the anointing that God has given me, if I'm in the place he has called me to do, be, and I'm doing the work that he's called me to do, and I am seeking first the kingdom of heaven, what does that mean? It means that my father and I have the same perspective on things. Now, he may be smarter than me. He may be more strategic. He can see around the bend of the path that I'm plowing a lot better than I can. And I'm going to trust him. And that being said, because we have the father's heart, because I have the father's heart, I trust that the decisions I make in faith are going to turn out. They're going to work out. And 
They generally do. They generally do. And that is because I believe the Lord has given us agency to make decisions. When he calls us to steward something, that stewardship is on us. That requirement to own the work is on us. And so when we're constantly going before God for our decisions, and he's not giving us decisions, it ends up being a cop-out. And I don't say that to be harsh. I don't say that to be rude. But so many of us want to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. But the way we act is we say, Father, do I do this? Father, do I do that? Father, do I this? Father, do I that? By the time we get to heaven, we won't have made a single decision ourselves, so we wouldn't have stewarded a single thing. So it doesn't say much for being action-oriented. Okay, so soapbox done. So what is my process for being action-oriented? It looks like this. Father, fill my mind, fill my spirit, fill my body with the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ does not give me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of soundness of mind. That's where I get to abide. It should be second nature to me. Holy Spirit, give me the anointing to act just like Jesus did, to make work that is set apart, to make decisions that are set apart, to see the kingdom scaffolding all around me for what it is, something that is being built and that you've given me the tools to participate in. From there, decision-making becomes pretty easy. I have a holy hammer in my hand. You know what I'm saying? I get to move forward with the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit. And that gives me a lot of confidence in my decisions. That doesn't mean that I don't seek first the kingdom. It doesn't mean that I don't put my things before the Lord. But what it does mean is that I know I'm a son and that I've been commissioned. You think about a painter that was commissioned to do a painting, how frustrating would it be if every single paint stroke, they go, what do you think about this page? What do you think about this color? What do you think about this texture? Over and over and over again until the entire commissioned painting was done. Oh my gosh, you would not want to work with that person. And not only that, you would really feel like they'd made done the painting themselves. They'd ask you a thousand times how to go about doing the painting. So, I want to lay on you all some freedom to think through how it is you make your decision-making process and be honest with yourself. When things fail, when you put them before the Lord, are you blaming the Lord? Are you saying that the Lord has closed the door? I'm not saying he never closes doors. Sure, he does. But to come back to our earlier point, sometimes... When we say, oh, the Lord changed directions on me. Oh, he just had a different plan. Oh, the Lord has a higher plan and he changed my direction on this. Sometimes, yeah, sure. Absolutely. But it's not so much that the spirit is the wind and he comes and goes. And we don't know where he comes from. We don't know where he goes. And we just have to trust kind of his, his moving. Here's the reality. He is a better strategic planner than we are. The problem is we don't ask him about his plan. We don't dedicate our plans to the Lord until we've already started down the path. And we say, Lord, what am I supposed to do here? And he says, you took the wrong fork, buddy. That's fine. We can correct this. Not a big deal. We'll straighten out the path. But it's not that he is being spontaneous or that he's unpredictable or that he's non-knowable. 
We just ask them too late in the game. And so my challenge to you all is to bring your work before the Lord early in the game. And then once you've done that, and as much clear conscience as you can, after that, don't sweat it. You're the one stewarding the work. And whether we literally hear well done and good and faithful servant someday in heaven or not, the active stewardship is on us, which means the decision-making process is on us. One of my favorite quotes served me for a really long time. It was from a book from an agency called 37 Signals, a really pioneering company back in the early 2000s. And they had this quote that I loved. It said, whenever possible, switch out, let's think about it for let's decide. Switch out, let's think about it for let's decide. And in the Christian culture that we grow up in, we can take out that word, think about it, and put, think and put, place the word, pray about it in there. I've known way too many dear friends, dear Christian brothers and sisters, that have put the pray on it for way, way too long. Why does the Bible tell us to act in faith? Why does the Spirit tell us to make decisions in faith? Because that is the way we live as Christians. So sometimes we got to do the Indiana Jones thing. We got to step out knowing that when we step out over that cliff, if you've seen the movie, there is going to be something there to catch you. There just is. There just is. That doesn't mean we're rash. That doesn't mean we're irrational. But I can not tell you how many boardroom meetings I have been in over the years when the person that was trying to act wise by not making a decision there in the moment was really committing to indecision. And let me tell you something. The decision is actually more important than the choice. The decision is actually more important than the choice. So many companies do not grow, not because they haven't found the right niche, the right sliver of the industry, the right people, the right product, sales team, you name it. They haven't made a commitment. A commitment to any direction is better than the choices available to you for committing. And so I know it can sound offensive, but in your own heart, your own decisions, if there's something that you've been on the fence on, get off the fence. You might go right back to where you were before, but at least you're not on the fence anymore. Decide to decide. Decide to decide. The decision is much more important than the choice. And if you are giving all of your work to the Lord, if you're submitting your way to him, I'm telling you, you can make a bad decision. You can fail. The Lord's going to work all things to the good of those who love him, which is basically a free pass for experimentation, which is something we should talk about in another Eternal Entrepreneur episode. Okay, guys. So good to talk to you again this week. Pierce Brantley here. I hope you have a fantastic week. I am praying for you. I love you. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and leave a quick review. When you do, it helps other entrepreneurs find this content and benefit from it too. See you next week.